Welcome to Fast Company's Secrets of the Most Productive People, a podcast where we try to figure out how to work smarter instead of harder and dissect exactly how to get it all done. I'm Fast Company Senior Editor Kate Davis. And I'm Fast Company's Editorial Assistant Anissa Pupasari Horton. This week, we're talking about how you can focus in an open office. All right, so I think we should set the scene first. We work in an open office. Yes, and it's actually a really, really beautiful office. So we're located in Seven World Trade Center in Lower Manhattan on the 29th floor where we have glass offices and sweeping, breathtaking views of the memorial on one side and a postcard-perfect view with the Empire State Building on the other side. Yeah, it's really pretty. And and for that, I feel really lucky. I mean, I've actually taken friends and family visiting New York to see the views in our office. Like, that's how beautiful it is. But still, like a lot of modern offices, we have a pretty open layout with next to no private spaces. There have been times where we've had vacant offices and I and other people have used them to make phone calls or just have sensitive conversations when you need to talk about somebody's performance or you need to call your doctor. And we also have one little phone booth room, but it's almost always occupied. There's a little like wipe off board where people sign up. So that's kind of it as far as private spaces. Yeah, I've never used that phone booth just because I assume that someone's always in there. And <laughs> You're I don't probably know. right. It always just feels funny kind of going to a little closet <laughs> to, you know, talk about for five minutes. But for me, I find the biggest challenge is distraction. If there's something crazy that's happening in the news, which is seems to be every single day these days, mm-hmm. then, you know, we sit next to the news team and one of our colleagues will be talking about it. And I just can't help but divert my attention to it. And sometimes it's good because, you know, it encourages story ideas and it's good to be informed. But sometimes I really, really need to finish something on a deadline and it's just not productive to find out the what the latest crazy thing is. is but you have, you have FOMO about it, right? It's yeah, like you have FOMO exactly. that you're like, oh, no, I have something to interject in this conversation. I have ideas and opinions, too. Exactly. And then, yeah. and then you kind of also worry. I worry that if I like fall behind, I miss out on like all the stories that are coming out of that. But it's like, how did you not know about that? Exactly. We were all talking about exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. I think that in an open office, that makes it really, really hard to shut that off because there are some times when it's good. You're right, because we work in, in web journalism or in, you know, news based, but also we have deadlines and stories to write and stories to edit. And so because of that, I end up, and a lot of people do it, have headphones in for most of the day, but it totally runs counterintuitive to the goal of open offices being more collaborative, but it's also like the only way that I can get things done. Yeah, exactly. It's it's all about finding a balance, which is quite hard in an open office. Yeah. Okay, so before we get into solutions, let's talk a little bit more about the challenges of open offices, because this is a topic that people are so passionate about. A few years ago, in fact, we asked Fast Company readers to share their open office problems. What were the top responses? So the number one, by far, was inability to concentrate because of noise. So this could be people talking on the phone or to coworkers. You know, just constant noise that happens when you're working in an open office. You can hear people typing, sneezing, coughing, eating, taking calls, cursing, and anything and everything in between. It's hard to concentrate. Yeah, what we talked exactly what we talked about, just every hearing everybody around you all the time. And the second biggest one is constant distractions. Apparently, making eye contact means I have time to talk, as if I'm constantly open to chat with my boss about whatever is most important for him right there and then. I can hardly ever work uninterrupted for more than a few minutes at a time. 
Footballs flying, loud conversations, and nowhere to hide. It takes me twice as long to do my work than if I were able to work in solace. I mean, noise is obviously a distraction, but you could also be interrupted by coworkers. Coworkers could be discussing something, something else could be happening, and you just put your head up and try and figure out what's going on. Oh, well, I mean, it happens all of the time. The like, oh, hey, do you have a minute? Oh, by the way, because you're just walking by somebody. And I, I hate to complain about it because I honestly enjoy it and I love the people I work with and those conversations are so interesting and sometimes they spark story ideas. But again, it doesn't always foster the most productive environment to get stuff done because it takes, I think on average, somewhere between 15 and 30 minutes to get back on task after you've been interrupted. So if you think about it, you're like, say you're writing and somebody says, oh, hey, I have a question for a second. You talk to them for 30 seconds. Then you have to like, oh, I'm check my email and you get all distracted and then you finally get back on task and then someone comes by again. Oh, hey, I have a question. And you sit at your desk for hours and get nothing done. Yeah, we've all had one of those days where, you know, we're about to go home and we look at our to-do list and you're like, what the hell have I done today? (laughs) You've been distracted all day. Exactly. You've had a lot of conversations. I mean, just even two or three interruptions, like 15 to 30 minutes, that could add up to a whole hour. Yeah. Yeah. And And then you have a meeting and then you have lunch and then there you go. Yeah. I think the the other thing aside from like in-person conversations and phone calls and noise and all of that is kind of related to the other pet peeve that people have, which is lack of privacy. I mean, God forbid I check an email or do some online shopping while I eat lunch at my desk. Everyone knows everything. I hate making phone calls when I can be overheard, which is every single phone call I make at work. So I carefully plan my day to make zero phone calls on office days, which is absurd and unproductive. Totally my weirdness. But if I had a door, it wouldn't happen. Everybody hears everything, but it's also what's on your screen. So in our line of work, especially, we end up reading a lot of articles or looking at websites that maybe don't always look so work related, even if they are. And it can make you feel kind of self-conscious. Totally. I mean, for me, I always feel very, very self-conscious when I'm messaging someone on Facebook because... Well, Facebook's not exact, unless you work at Facebook or you're the social media person. But obviously, you can't, you know, it looks like you're there procrastinating because there's not a lot of people. Looking around on Facebook. I know. Or sometimes I'm on Facebook when I'm trying to find out people's background. And again, that looks like you're kind of creepy stalking, which I guess it kind of is a little bit, but not really because, you know, (laughs) that's part of what we do. The other issue that people have is also the smell of people's lunches um, and also dealing with other annoyances like throat clearing um, when people are sick and they're constantly <laughs> coughing, uh, which is, seems to be happening in our office these days. Some people type really loud, um, others curse under their breath, you know, just all sorts of funny habits. Yeah. People eat all types of food at all hours of the day, it seems. The various smells are a distraction themselves. Not to mention chewing, throat clearing, and other bodily noises. In an open office, you get to know your coworkers' habits like so intimately. I have heard some very loud sneezing. There's a couple loud sneezers in our office. There's also somebody that I sat by um, who hummed lightly to himself a lot. Yeah, you get to know people's uh, habits really, really intimately. On that humming thing, someone <laughs> was telling me that that's how they work best and they talk to themselves and they're like, oh, um, I feel like I can't do that in an I open know, office. I know, you can't really truly be yourself when mm. everybody's so close to you. Yeah, I do talk to myself too. And as a result, they're like, you know, that's how I talk through my ideas and they're missing out on my ideas because I'm in an open <laughs> office. <laughs> they're missing out on my ideas. 
They're like, Kate, you, you had another great one, and they lost it. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we've talked about the problems of open offices, but what about the solutions? Let's talk about what both employees can do within their existing offices and what leaders can do to make their offices better for their workforce. Yes, well, there's obviously just doing away with open office altogether, but that's obviously not realistic for everyone. So Laura Stack, an author and productivity consultant, actually has some tips for employers. So this is, you know, if you happen to be in management or you just for some reason have the power to change the way that the office works. You can institute things like quiet spaces, so designating spots like, you know, what it was like in college libraries where you had to be silent when you were studying. So something like that. Or even an empty office, a conference room where people can go to when they do need some quiet time and don't want to be constantly interrupted. I mean, that's really smart. They have on Metro North trains, there's the quiet cars. It's the same sort of thing. Like, this is the car where you're going to be quiet and do work and you can't have those loud conversations. Another thing they can do that's like kind of similar to that is institute quiet hours. So if you don't have the space to set aside for like the quiet space, you can say this is the quiet time. It's like nap time in preschool. This is the quiet time in the office. So like say, you know, every Tuesday between like 8 and 11, this is the quiet hours. Everybody does quiet individual work. Or if you're a manager, you can batch how you send um communication so you're not just like pinging people all the time with distractions you only send it you know between a certain hours of time you know it's not always possible obviously but at least you're kind of intentionally thinking about interrupting a little bit less i didn't know about the metro north quiet train That's oh yeah very interesting yeah ride the quiet train i did not yeah why do they not advertise that stuff you have to be in the know i guess well okay now <laughs> i'm in the know and i'm yeah, gonna exactly take advantage of that next time i do so what about if you're an employee and you have no say over the office layout, what can you do? Well, first off, you can implement your own busy signals. So, you know, this could be putting on headphones, even putting on a sign up at your desk that says do not disturb. I know when you put your headphones, Kat, I will only interrupt you if it's something that's really urgent. I do slack you, though, so I guess that's kind of interrupting a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think with all these things, it just kind of comes down to honest communication. So we talked to Vicky Seleni, a career expert with Monster, and she said to talk through potential pitfalls before they happen. So, like, giving the people who sit near you the heads up that you have a conference call every Tuesday afternoon and it might be distracting. And, like, even if they can't work somewhere else or do really do anything about it, at least you acknowledged in advance that you could be annoying them. So it helps minimize those kind of, like, annoyances and and things that happen in open offices. And our readers gave us some other solutions for focusing in open offices. What did they say? So one reader said that they have a constantly running office playlist. Um, and so there's always kind of so much noise. And, okay, we talked about noise being a distraction, but they said that be- the fact that they have a shared office soundtrack makes it seem like one-on-one conversations have an air of privacy, even within an open space. I get that. I mean, it's kind of like working in a coffee shop with like all the background noise, but I don't think I'd like it. I don't think I'd like, what if you need to make a call or if the music becomes too distracting or you don't like what's on the playlist? I don't know. I think the best solution I've heard of, and a lot of readers said this, is is we just keep going back to is like having separate spaces that people can go to. Vacant offices, like maybe somebody doesn't need to have an office and there can be a vacant office that everybody can kind of share phone booth rooms. A lot of offices are putting those up. Phone booths are coming back. Conference rooms. 
just even open common spaces. So a lot of our colleagues end up spending part of the day working in our like lobby cafe area. And that kind of gives like the coffee shop vibe. Realistically, though, open offices are here to stay. So it's a matter of giving people options and finding the way that they can work best. For me, the way that I work best in the office, obviously, is wearing headphones when I need to give that kind of signal that I need to focus. And I also I enjoy that we have a, a flexible work environment. So I actually work from home two days a week and kind of schedule it so my days in the office I know are not going to be as productive. I have more meetings. I talk to people more those days. And then the days that I work from home are my deep focus days. Um, So if you have that kind of flexibility, that's an amazing way to get things done. So I've kind of done it the hard way. I have mostly worked in open offices pretty much my entire professional life. And I kind of actually didn't have never known what it's like not to have an open office. So I trained myself to work in loud environments I think part of it was, you know, when I was a student, I used to study a lot at coffee shops and that kind of trained me to work in an open office a little bit and drown out the background noise. I also noticed that when I get interrupted, it's usually in the afternoon. And so I tend to do all my deep work in the morning when people are also doing their deep work. And that kind of helps a little bit. After lunchtime, everyone's starting to lose concentration and that's when all the interruptions happen. So I just try and time it around when everyone else is likely to interrupt me. That's a really good strategy and we maybe will talk about that on a future show because there's a whole way of scheduling your workday with your chronotype and when you work best. Obviously, you're already on it, but maybe that's something that we should talk about in a future episode and, and share that, that strategy with our listeners. Yeah, definitely. And that's it for this week's episode of Secrets of the Most Productive People. If you work in an open office and have tips on how you stay productive, you can share them using the hashtag FCMostProductive. Find more articles with tips for staying focused in an open office in the show notes below. And we'll be back in two weeks with our next episode, Is Striving for Inbox Zero Worth It? In the meantime, check out Fast Company's other podcast, Creative Conversation, and like and subscribe to that podcast and this one on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time. Bye. Bye.